Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tribune Audio Network. And now, The Score. Upcoming Friday night football matchups and breakdowns from the previous week. Here's what's happening in the Quad Cities high school sports scene. Welcome to your score podcast, Iowa Side of the River edition for week two of the high school football season. Brian Stocking, Corey Cuffler alongside, alongside Matt Randazzo talking high school football on a Wednesday. A little later in the week than we would have liked, boys, but... Labor Day and a whole bunch of fun has it a little later, but still plenty enough time to talk about high school football. Lots of football to talk about after a very exciting week one. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. ready to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know if you had to say no, anything. No, I've got or? nothing new to say. All right. Well, wonderful. <laughs> Not so, yet. Um, w- when it comes to the Iowa side of the river, um, I think there's a few headlines that jumped out for week one. And one of the biggest ones was the Davenport Public Schools stockpile is nodding ferociously over there because for the first time ever, all three high schools, North, West, and Central, won on the same day. Not the same week, but the same day, on a Friday night. So uh, a big start to the season for the Davenport side of the river. And so I think that's where we got to start this week. I, I agree that's where we start. But for me, it's just so surprising that that's the first time ever. And it, it was fact-checked, and it was looked up. And, yeah. man, just amazing. Congratulations to all three schools and all three coaches. But, wow, just, just an amazing night because you think – They've been around forever. You yeah. think at some point in time they would have had to have won all on the same night, but then you stop and think somebody may have played Thursday, somebody might that's have played Friday, and so yeah, for the first time ever, what a, what a big accomplishment. That's, I think, what it was, because we did our Score Reacts podcast, and I kind of took it as in, that's the first time in the same week that all three schools mm-hmm. have won, and that was just, I'm like, there's no possible way that is, but, but Stockpile looked it up the first time ever on the same day all three Davenport Public Schools win. Yeah, and uh, they've never all gone three, uh, gone two and zero. Oh, and there's a very good possibility this week that they could go two and zero. Oh. Um, why are you giving me the downside? Very, very good possibility. There is a very good possibility. Uh, uh, Central's at home, West is at home, and North is at senior. Uh, is up senior. I know where they're playing. I mean, just but, and I don't want to pick against teams, one team or another, but. We'll start with probably the marquee matchup, and we'll start with Central. Host, and hats off to Coach Sacco and going on the road to a very good Muscatine team. But that's a challenge. So that's, <clears throat> that's why I think it takes it from being a chance they could start 6-0. and That's what I think it is. There's a chance they could, start, they could start 6-0 and as a, as a combined yeah. school, 2-0 yeah, uh, yeah, each. Yeah, sir. That's where, I mean, that, saying they could, that there's a really good chance. I think there is. That's really tough. To say, no, but that North Scott's ranked fourth in the state. North they, Scott they did were, an excellent job against City West. I will, give you, I will tell you that that was one of the most impressive performances maybe ever by a North Scott defense, and that includes the year they went 9-0 and and shut out Bettendorf at the end of the season to clinch 9-0. and What they did to Marcus Morgan was impressive. Now, can they do it two weeks in a row? That's the question. Why can't they? I'm not saying they can. I'm just I'm saying just, that's I, the question. I, so I'm, I'm just saying that you're kind of looking at this as a 
with your with your Davenport <laughs> Public School glasses, glasses on, right? On, absolutely, well, which is fine. I get that. And Central and, has and, flown and, under the radar. And no, this and season. That's, that's the, the unfortunate part is I'm going to look like I'm the guy who's bashing Central. <laughs> right. I'm not. And we're not. I mean, that's an impressive victory as you can get. I mean, I think the majority of people in this podcast room last week with Greg in here as well kind of thought Muscatine was the favorite to win that game last week. Davenport Central goes on the road, gets off to a great start. It gets close late. They can counterpunch. They can finish the, the the deal, and they get the job done on the road. Great victory for them. North Scott, I think, was the most impressive team on the Iowa side of the river for week one of the high school football season to do what they did to Iowa City West, a very good offense. I think that popped out more than anything else. It, you're right. It's a great matchup. Central hosts North Scott this week. I think, Cuff, it's probably the best game of the week. Absolutely, it's one of the best games of the week. There's, there's no doubt about it, especially on the Iowa side. I mean, for what, like we were saying, what, what North Scott did to uh, hold, uh, was it Michael Morgan? Marcus, Marcus, Morgan? Marcus Morgan to the yards that they held him to, to only give up seven points defensively, to find out that Jake Mathias is your guy under court, at quarterback, and he did a great job running. Um, a, a very, very good team. And, and like you said, they're ranked fourth in the state. And it's not by accident you're ranked fourth in the state. Now, I'm not saying that it, Central can't win this game. I mean, Michael Moran obviously had a great game. And you, when you as a team come back from having the lead to losing the lead to bouncing back and getting it back and holding on for a road win in week one, that's a huge, huge momentum and confidence booster in week one. You also look at the, what the Trojans were held to, 11 rushing yards, five first downs for the entire game. That's just a bit more than one a quarter. I think the Lancers' defense, I mean, they're, they did a great job. The question is, can they sustain it for two weeks with that type of momentum? Because North Scout was very one-dimensional. They only threw, they only completed like four passes for under 50 yards. Ty Anderson caught three of the four passes. I'm worried that if, you know, if you're North Scout, you got to worry. If we fall behind, say, 10 or 12 points, can we come back? I mean, Matthias did a great job running, directing the offense, but they did not throw the ball with much, uh, uh, with much regularity, and, and they didn't go very far with it. Wouldn't you be surprised the team that, that only gave up seven points to a high-powered offense like Iowa City West is going to give up 10 or 12 points in the early going? Like, I mean, that would be, <clears throat> and it could happen. Yeah, I mean. But, I, I mean, I, I think with the defense that they have, but, but on the other end with Central, I mean, hats off. You told me a while ago that, the, is it Sam Strang? Yeah, Sam Strang. Fa- fantastic young player on the defensive side of the football, but also scored a touchdown, I Two think. Two touchdowns. Two touchdowns Including well. the winner. So, oh. obviously, that young man is something that, that North Scott is going to have to game plan and, and reckon with as well. Hopefully it's a great atmosphere at, at, at Brady Street Stadium. It should be two teams that obviously North Scott's going to travel well and come down. Davenport Central's excited about what's going on with them. Um, it, it's, a, it's a really good football game. I'm so impressed with North Scott that, I mean, it's back to... And the cool part about it is back-to-back big games for both teams to start the season. So I know we don't have district games going on in the state of Iowa, but these are two big games when it comes to the big picture of things and RPI rankings and all that kind of stuff. A big game at Brady Street Stadium. Plus, Central, if they win this and North wins, they meet up next week in week three, both teams 2-0. and And the last time I think that happened was 92. I know, but let's focus on week two. <laughs> I know. And we'll but talk about week three. I know. Stock, I'm just, Stockpile yeah. is excited I'm for just, his... What is it? Is North Central? Uh, what, what do you say? They're all the together. Blue Falcats. The blue Falcats. The Blue Falcats. Yes. All of them combined yes. into one. The Blue Falcats. My three children. So a really good ba- uh, football game. I, I believe stacking is picking Davenport Central to win oh, yes. that game. I think it's going to be close. I'm going to say 14-10. Okay, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I'd give the nod to North Scott if I had to right now. 
Um, but obviously, Davenport Central, really impressive week one of the football season. Cuff, do you want to make a pick or no? No. You're a smart <laughs> man. The only reason that I'm doing it is because Stackpile jumped on and was, sure, right, no, away, I get it. was right away doing, uh, doing his uh, cartwheels for, for uh, Davenport Central and the Davenport Public Schools. But speaking of the Davenport uh, Public Schools, um, I went over to do the Davenport North preview, and they were really excited about getting on the road and being tested early on and surviving some tests on the road because last year they won two games early on, and it was at home. Actually, did they win the first two? Yes, they won. They, 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 they started both these teams. They've never, uh, North has never gone back-to-back 2-0 starts. So they have a chance to do that this week. They go on the road once again to Dubuque Senior. Not a strange trip for them, a trip they made last mm-hmm. week, so they'll know all about that trip. Um, they continue to find what impressed me about this team is they find ways to win football games late in the game, and that's something that continues to. When you do it once or twice, you, you wonder if it's a fluke or. But there, there's no fluke about doing it nonstop. They've they've learned how to win football games at that at that high school, which is very impressive. Now they have a chance, like you said, to go two and zero in the season and really get themselves off to a great start. Would they get to go home after that? They get some right. home games after that, and and you and I both and and Cuff and both talk all talked about. They've been really good at Brady Street Stadium last year, and they could continue this year. Yeah, and they'll have two home games against city rivals, North and uh, I mean Central and uh, West after the, uh, after this game. So they've got they've got a very good chance to you know have a fine start. But the question is, they can't fall asleep in this game against Senior. They got to be ready for this one. And I would like North not to wait till the last three seconds of the game to win it because you can't always uh, get the get that ball at hey, that time. A, a win's a win. Oh yeah, no a win's a win. I said I've said that. I but you know they do have a very good shot to go two and zero, but they got they can't fall asleep and go. Hey, we got Central and West coming up with all the hoopla that the Davenport Public School games have. They can't. This is a trap. This is a truly a trap game for them. If you look at the uh, senior. Uh, stats. They did lose to Linmar in week one, um, but they did throw for 200 yards, uh, no touchdowns, uh, and ran. Cal- Kane McWilliams ran for 232 yards. So they're, they are a diverse offense. They will throw, they will have a good mix of run pass. So that may be a challenge for Davenport North, but again, nothing that they haven't faced before. Yeah. And, and quickly, we'll, we'll end with the, the Davenport Public Schools and talk about a, a Thursday night game. Um, Davenport West, they host Clinton. Clinton struggling last week. Uh, it's a young football team up in Clinton. I think it's going to be a work in progress. On the other hand, uh, Davenport West gets that victory against United Township and what ended up being a really good football game. I mean, that game, I believe that, that, that uh, Davenport West got out to a 13 nothing start. Yep. West or UT came back, took the lead late, and then West went ahead to win. Um, late in the game on that one as well. So a chance for Davenport West to get to 2-0 in the season. They get a Thursday night home game against uh, Clinton, their second home game of the season, and, and a game that, that means a lot from last year because this game didn't get finished last year. No, they're calling this a revenge game because last year, late in the game, uh, Zach Trevino, the West quarterback, got hammered on a, on a, call, on a, on a pass play. There was no flag thrown. People had rough feelings because the score was 34-9 with two minutes to go. Referees sort of let the game get out of hand, and there were altercations and more hurt feelings, and West said, we're out of here. Um, I would suggest, hopefully, to whoever is uh, assigning the officials, you send your best officials to this game because, unlike, this didn't happen just five or ten years ago. This happened last year. There's a lot of players on that field that were there in the game or were watching because they were in the uh, they played the uh, preliminary game. So 
this is a game that both teams have uh, scheduled, and it could get nasty. It, it's a game that they both remember, but it's also a game that you have to remember to keep your emotions in check. You can't let what happened last year make you run out on the field and want, and want to get some revenge, like you're saying, or, or take it out on somebody else. Because some of those players that were there last year, they're not there this year. Right. I, I get that players saw what happened. They'll remember what happened, but they have to remember to keep their emotions in check. And real quickly, I just want to mention a uh, sad moment last week at Clinton where after the game, I believe it was a, a kid or somebody was walking home. It was a hit and run, and somebody oh, got hit and, oh. hit, hit and killed. So... Heart uh, thoughts and prayers out to the Clinton community, uh, oh, knowing that that happened after the game. Um, I don't know all the details. I just sure. I had heard about it, wow. but uh, thoughts and prayers out to them. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I'm excited for this game. It, it, it's a game where Clinton needs to kind of show what they have. Everybody knows that they're they're young. Can a young team bounce back from a tough loss in Week One and get a road win? It'd be it'd be big for them. And again, for Davenport West to, to go two and zero. Wow, what a great start for Justin and Peters. It's I, been a long time since they since they've started two and zero. I think a lot of people look at the Western Dubuque game with Clinton and 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 think poorly about Clinton or worry about Clinton. Let's see how they do against West because Western Dubuque's a really good football Western team. Western Dubuque's a very good fun, and, is and a very fine football yeah, team. Yeah, and they're going to do that to a lot of people this year. So I don't think they can get too caught up with that. A young team in their home opener um, losing to a Western Dubuque team that's really, really good it isn't isn't the worst thing in the world. I think those kids got to flush that game away, kind of do regroup and see what happens this week. Um, going on the road for the first time, taking on uh, Davenport West. That's our Thursday night game. We'll have coverage for you, of course, for, of that one. Key for West is if they can run the ball. Uh, there was a kid from Western Dubuque, Jake Hosh, who ran for 117 yards, three touchdowns. If West, Cameron Carter, or one of their backs can have a big night, it could be trouble for Clinton. Um, boy, we got 10, 12 minutes into the podcast. We haven't been mentioned Bettendorf. Biggest game of the week last week was probably Bettendorf and Pleasant Valley. Um, I, I think Pleasant Valley's a good football team that's going to continue to get better and better throughout the season. We'll talk about them in just a second. But Bettendorf went on the road, um, took care of business, got up to a 14 nothing lead, got a little lackluster in the second half, turned the ball, turned the ball over one time um, inside, inside the red zone, inside the five-yard line. That, that really hurt them. They could have put that game away. I believe it was 14-3 to at that point. It could have easily been – it probably was 14 nothing at that point. It could have easily gotten to 14 – um, or twenty-one nothing. I might be wrong on that, but they could have put it. They could have put it away. Put it. Put the game away. They didn't quite do that. Credit to Pleasant Valley for continuing to play hard. Um, boy, when you have Bettendorf, we we wondered last week who was going to be the starting quarterback, who was going to win that job. Joe Byrne was the starting quarterback. Looked good. Throws good. Throws a good football. Um, runs it pretty well. Um, but boy, they have Harrison Bay Bowie in the backfield that they can hand off the football to, and he's a different type of running back. I mean, he he has the power, the strength, the uh, the speed. He's he's an elite running back in the in the area in the state of Iowa. He showed that last week. He's up for a score standout, one of our score standout nom- nominees at wqad.com. So Bettendorf did well enough on offense. Their defense is really good. Griffin Liddell is as good of a lineman as you're going to find in the entire state, probably in the Midwest. Um, he led the charge, but that defense played really well. Um, and, and I think they're going to have to do the same thing this week because now they move up to Iowa City West and they play a, a good Iowa City West team who's coming off a loss. They're back at home. Their offense only scored seven points. That's not what they're used to. No, they're, they're not going also to, used to going 0-2 either. Absolutely. So a big game, a desperate team in Iowa City West, and, and Bettendorf now goes on the road for the first time. Joe Byrne, the quarterback for Bettendorf, 77 passing yards, 74, 74 rushing yards and 77 passing yards. So a very good mix on the RPO. It's going to be Harrison Bay Bowie left, Harrison Bay Bowie right. 
The question is, can Iowa City West stop Bay Bowie? And Bettendorf has never lost a regular season game at Iowa City West, and they're 5-0 uh, and in that regard, 8-0-1 all-time in the regular season. Didn't these two teams play in the playoffs last year? I believe so. Yeah, Bendorf went up to Iowa City West and, and beat them, and beat yeah. them yeah. to go to, to, the, to, go to the Dome. Yeah. Yes, to go but to I'm the saying dome. the regular season. Yeah, I guess. I, sure, I guess. sure. But, and, and again, if you're looking at Iowa City West, this is a team that is looking for that bounce-back win. I mean, they didn't play horrible. I mean, so they only scored seven points, but they only gave up 14. Uh, Morgan still threw for 157 yards. He uh, did not run for very many, and their run, running game actually was not very good against, 11 yards. against North Scott. So... 12 yards. Oh, 12. Uh, 12 okay. yards. But, yeah, still, it, it's a game that they want to bounce back and show who they are. Bettendorf ranked, I believe, now fourth in the state. So, Yeah, um, more games, on the, and that's a on-the-road game. That's at Iowa City West. We will have, though, coverage for that game um, coming up on the score on Friday night. We mentioned Pleasant Valley. They get another home game. They play Cedar Rapids Prairie. I don't know a lot about Cedar Rapids Prairie. I'm pretty sure Stockpile does because he's really, really, really wanting to talk right now. They won 56-7. to Yeah, they clobbered, I believe it was Cedar Rapids, Washington last week. Okay. And it, was not, it was not pretty. Um, last time Cedar Rapids Prairie played at Pleasant Valley, my mom was in high school, 1968. Wow. Okay. She was a junior that, then. Okay. So up in you, Chicago. If, if you look at Prairie stats, uh, very run heavy. Uh, Tariq Amir, 130 yards and three touchdowns. Um, and Nick Pearson, 157 yards and three touchdowns. So obviously they're getting it done on the ground. Uh, they did have one pass or one touchdown thrown. It was uh, Hunter Williams. He completed three passes for 100 yards and they had a touchdown there. It was a 42 yard uh, longest play for them was the touchdown play. Ryan Mummy had a great game at quarterback for PV, 75% completion, 124 yards. They just couldn't get, they just could not, once they, they can move between the 20s, as the old saying goes, but they couldn't punch it in the red zone. They've got to do that this week. Yeah. Uh, Prairie has scored 40 points in all three meetings that they've had with PV, 40 yeah, or more. Yeah, being at Pleasant Valley last week, you're exactly right. They, they moved the football decently. Bendorf's defense is really good, and they, they stiffened up late in drives, especially. But um, we'll see what Pleasant Valley can do. Like I said, I'm on record as Pleasant Valley is a, a good football team that are, that's going to get better and better. Uh, losing to uh, your rival Bettendorf, what it ended up being? There's 20, no shame. 26. But losing by two that. touchdowns to in week one of the season with a young football team, they're going to get yeah. better throughout the season. We'll see what Pleasant Valley can do. They have a, another home game against Cedar Rapids Prairie coming up this Friday night. Other games around the area in the bigger schools, uh, Burlington will look to get back on track. They lost their home opener. They now go on the road to Keokuk to play um, in that one. The Chiefs. So we'll see if Burlington can get rocket and rolling. And then Muscatine. Muscatine goes on the road to Cedar Rapids Jefferson. And, and this suddenly becomes a, uh, not only say a must win, but this is a team that's got big expectations. And they play in a district that's a very good district. So they need to start getting some victories. And, and I, I think Muscatine liked the way they responded. They hated their start last week, yeah. obviously. Liked the way they responded, then just couldn't finish at the end. But still, there's a lot of good pieces there. Weiss Camp played really well at quarterback, uh, threw some nice touchdown passes, had some good balls. So I think there's a lot of good things with Muscatine. We'll see if they can. And they're still a young football team that's kind of learning as they go. So we'll see if they can go on the road and pick up a victory. Plus, they added a, another piece to their wide receiving core. Uh, Har Hardy's the last name. Zach Hardy. Zach Hardy. He had almost 90 yards in receptions. Him, Eli Gay, you got two big receivers, two good receivers, plus Tim Nimley. That offense is going to start cooking. 
and percolating. The last time Muscatine went to Jefferson was 1975, the year I was born. Percolating. Percolating. Yep. We're, we're finding a lot of finding out a lot <laughs> about the uh, stacking birthdays and, and 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 ages with your mom and, and his vernacular. Yes. <laughs> so um, we'll see what Muscatine can do again. They're on the road at Cedar Rapids, Jefferson. Um, probably the most impressive team in Iowa that we've kind of slept on is in 3A. Um, Assumption was absolutely dominant on Saturday night at Brady Street Stadium, knocking off Alleman 42 to nothing. Um, Kulanik, their, their quarterback, rushed for 242 yards, three touchdowns, something like that. He was impressive. They got another Argo. Um, Seth Adrian's a beast. Um, their numbers are up. There's a ton of talent on that team. And Wade King's got to be going to be smiling this year because I think they're going to win. It's going to be tickled. He might be tickled on that yeah, after, because, that, after that big win because they're going to have a lot of. I, I'm really Assumption really impressed me. Obviously, going against my alma mater, but Assumption really impressed a lot of people on Saturday night. Stocking has had his mouth open for the last thirty seconds trying to get a word in. Otherwise, that I kind of want to mo- keep talking just so he can't go. <laughs> that but I don't know most, if I want to keep talking or not going. That was the most <laughs> impressive performance. I had by a team in week in week one on either side of the river, to go to go in and play Almond and drop forty two on them, and the way they did it, I mean, it was not you know turnover, turnover, turnover. They they moved the ball and Tyler Kulanik, my goodness gracious, what a performance he had. They go to Wallert this week. The last time they uh, that Wallert beat Assumption was in nineteen fifty nine. We talked about Assumption's def- offense. How about their defense? They had <laughs> yeah. three interceptions, two fumble recoveries. One of those interceptions was by Dane Hodge, who returned back to about the 10 or 11 or something like that, which eventually was a touchdown. He also caused a fumble. Uh, Allman had a nice pass play, probably going to be about a 45-yard gain, and Hodge came from behind, knocked it out, and Owen Hamill uh, recovered that one. So uh, a big game defensively as well for Assumption. For a f- for a former pioneer as well, Dane Hodge, of course. He had a, yeah, he had a little motivation in that game, didn't he? A little extra. Yeah, so um, um, Assumption, as you mentioned, they now go to Wallert. And, and I think this is just the start of big things for Assumption. I, it, it, last year was a blip in the radar, um, four and five, and they're done with that. They're moving on. The numbers are up. The talent is there. could be a fun year for Assumption and the uh, Knights this year. Yes, Stockpile. They play Solon and Xavier, who are probably two of the better teams, two of the best teams in the state of Iowa. So even if they lose those games, if they don't get blown out and they're two and two, I think they could win their district. I mean, they have, they are that good of a team, and they play that good of a schedule. Really good rivalry, really fun rivalry, and in Makokota, Central DeWitt and Makokota, both teams one and zero, both teams impressive in the first week of the season. This is going to be a fun game and a fun rivalry because. Uh, one, there's no love loss between the two schools. Two, these are two pretty good football teams. It's always been a good rivalry, but in the past few years, because both teams have struggled, the the rivalry's lost a little something. Now both teams are really good, and you got this is the first time they've both won their openers since 2013. They've never since the advent of district play. Neither of them have they've never had a game where they've both been undefeated coming in. Now, granted, this is week two and not you know, weeks five or six, like in the district era. But, I mean, for this, for these two teams to come in undefeated, lots of excitement, both two very good teams, two exceptional quarterbacks, especially for Makoka to Cannon Coakley. This could be, I think Makoka is going to win this game 30 to 24, and it's going to be a barn burner. 
Coakley's the guy you got to pay attention to if you're central to wit. He had 88 yards passing, 128 on the ground. Um, he threw for two touchdowns. He ran for two more. And then they also have Ryan Grunwald uh, from Makokota, who had 111 yards and a touchdown as well. So obviously, again, another pretty diverse offense. They are obviously more run-heavy than pass, but they can throw a little bit just to keep you honest. Um, and then if you want to look at central to wit, uh, a big 20 to 10 win for them. Uh, Henry Bloom, we talked a little bit about him in the preseason, yeah. he, expecting him to have a pretty good year. Uh, the junior had 164 yards, two touchdowns. He threw one for 61. That was the longest touchdown pass. Uh, they also ran the ball decent. Uh, Zach Hinkle, 75 yards. Yeah, so they're looking to figure out who's going to pick up the yardage for uh, Easton Necker. Um, obviously, it'll be Hinkle and Bloom, and just kind of by committee. Uh, That's how they're going to get it done offensively. Two, two very uh, efficient offenses. And high-scoring offenses, I think we'll see that on uh, Friday night up in Central DeWitt. Um, and some other games in 3A around our area, Fort Madison is at West Burlington-Notre Dame. West Burlington-Notre Dame looking to bounce back after a tough road loss at Minneapolis. We'll talk about the Bulldogs here in just a second. And also West Liberty, another tough test. They go to Solon after losing to West Branch last week. Of course, they started off 0-2 last season, yep. and they made their way to state. So we'll see if West Liberty can bounce back again. Um, in 2A, uh, we mentioned Minneapolis, 56-7. to 46-7. An impressive victory last week. Um, now they uh, stay at home one more time for Central Lee. And I'll tell you what, Minneapolis, I don't want to say they're flying under the radar at all, but we're so used to them being solid and good, and this team could be better than solid and good. This could be a really good, really good, great football team. We're used to Minneapolis passing the ball a lot, and against West Burlington Notre Dame, they ran for 304 yards. Uh, Clay Foster, 134 yards and two touchdowns. Blair Johnson uh, had two rushing touchdowns, threw for almost 100 yards. This Minneapolis team is a very uh, stout team. Yeah, complete opposite of what you normally think with them, like you said, passing the ball. But uh, when you have, uh, and even Josh Darbyshire, which is a, a big name down there in the Minneapolis area. He, well, every, he everybody one, we've mentioned has been like well, a Foster. Right, and it's, just, it's just like they, were, they remember when the group ahead of them, you know, five, six years ago, when they made it to the Dome with uh, Ertz and with all the other guys. And every year they seem to be good. Um, so, yeah, th this could be a, another special year down with uh, Bo Brian Borison and Minneapolis. Another fun one in 2A, Bellevue and Comanche. Comanche, impressive week one going on the road and knocking off Northeast and doing it in style, scoring, I think, over 50 points. 41-7. Jordan Lawrence had four touchdown passes. Yeah, so an impressive victory for Comanche. Now they come home. They take on Bellevue, a nice game in 2A as well. Bellevue lost last week to Edgewood Colesburg, 28-13. to was really never in that game. Bellevue's Comanche's got a chance to upset Bellevue and go two and zero on the season. Van Buren is at Louisa Muscatine. Was it Wapolo that won that game? Wapolo won it. Yeah, twenty six so to Louisa twelve. So Muscatine looking to get into the win column with a victory as well. Hey, hats off to Durant. We talked a lot about it in our um, our uh, Insta podcast. Is that what we're calling it? <laughs> Insta. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right whatever. <laughs> the one right after you. Maybe? Yeah. I don't know if we ever came up with exactly what we're going to call that, but uh, yeah, the one right after the uh, the score on Friday night and. Hats off to Durant knocking off Wilton for the first time since uh, Moses was around and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. It had been a while, and so now they go on the road trying to avoid a letdown. Um, they go to North Cedar to take on, or to Stanwood to take on North Cedar. Yeah, North Cedar uh, struggled last week. They lost to Tipton 34 nothing through three interceptions. Ethan, saw, uh, Ethan Zarr had 229 yards passing, but they've got to... Uh, Tighten up the uh, ball, ball, se ball, ball security. Um, Wilton and Northeast Goose Lake, two teams that kind of struggled in week one. 
um, scoring the football or scoring the scoring and, and putting up points. They um, hook up this week. Wilton makes the trip to Northeast. Wilton, of course, getting shut out last week. Northeast Goose Lake um, only gave up only scored seven points, I believe. Yep. So yes. both teams looking to get their offenses rolling a little bit in that one. Um, Wapalo, big victory. They beat Louise Muscatine last week. It gets no easier for them. They go on the road and take on West Branch. Wapalo gave up 310 yards rushing, although Ricky uh, Ports went over 2,500 yards uh, in his career, had 133 yards rushing and a touchdown. The interesting th- two interesting notes on this one. West Branch has never lost to Wapalo, and Butch Peterson, the West Branch coach, will not be at the game. He was ejected out of the West Liberty game with two unsportsmanlike conduct fouls. And from what I heard, he pretty much earned both of them. The first one he was out at the numbers. The second one he continued to bark at the referee, and the, finally the referee said, that's it, you're done. The game is played at Butch Peterson Field. He will not be at his own field. Well, yeah. he, he could be there. He just can't be on the sideline. Uh, I don't know how they do their suspensions. but He could buy a ticket and uh, go watch. Okay, well, <laughs> he'll have to buy a ticket <laughs> he then. Might, he might have to do that very well, so... A um, few other games that we'll mention and we'll kind of talk about. Columbus Community um, is at GMG. Um, a couple good eight-man games. Lone Tree and Easton Valley hook up as well. That game is up in Easton Valley. And then they had, a, I don't want to say they had a bye week, but they played in week zero. But New London is back at home in their first game, their home opener since winning a state championship, of course, a year ago. They take on Moravia? Mor- 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 Moravia. 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 So. Uh, Nathan Trenkamp from Easton Valley continues to put up the big numbers. 376 yards passing, eight touchdowns in the win uh, last week against uh, Dunkerton, I believe, 63-31. He has 46 touchdowns in the last 10 games. He has 46 touchdown passes in the last 10 games. In his career, he is one touchdown away from 70 in his career. And looking at it, he's about 300... He's under 300 yards away from 5,000 passing yards. Unbelievable. That's, that's all? What is he, a freshman? <laughs> <laughs> I know you kid is football today, so hey, you're feeling I mean, good. No, I mean, an eight-man, that, that's... You would expect that, though. I mean, but I'm not saying that's not unusual, but an eight-man, if you don't if you don't rush for over 100 yards, if you don't throw for over 100 yards, I mean, then your team's probably not very good is all I'm saying there. But, yeah. but those are impressive. No, they're, no, they're, they're very impressive yeah. stats. It's just I would expect those kind of stats out of guys playing eight-man. Men playing at a high level at eight-man Absolutely. Well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what am I forgetting, boys? I don't think I, you're I forgetting think much of anything. I've done a good job. All right, all your reminders, make sure you vote for the score standout right now at WQAD.com. That will go until Thursday at 5, so we're getting this out on a Wednesday night. So hurry, get to the website, vote early, vote often. Get it, oh, I guess you can't vote early. That's, that's out the window. Just vote often. Vote, vote often and get that done as well. Of course, the score returns this Friday night, week two of the high school football season. Half-hour high school football, all your post games, all your mic'd ups. And, of course, Brian Stacking wraps it all up with a nice bow at the end with his st- stockpile stat of the night. So um, make sure you guys tune into the score. Um, 10.30, half-hour high school football on WQAD. We will see you guys then.